Oh, hey there. Yeah, you. You smart, loyal die. Those pass rushes were great now. That's exactly what we want to do right there. Hey, what defense is that? Sprout left exit, Richard Nixon. Hell no. It's the Nickel and Brime Package. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Brian. Thanks for coming back to the Nickel and Brian Package podcast once again for another week of fantastic entertainment. I have some unfortunate news to discuss in the very beginning. Going forward, Nick will not be co-hosting with me anymore for his own personal reasons. I will be finishing up this season with a guest star appearances from our league or just going solo whenever I don't have anyone available. That kind of brings me to our next Welcome, Ethan. Hey, hey, hey. Ethan, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm ready to spit some hot takes. I mean, that's basically all I do on here. So if you uh, spit any hotter takes, we might, we might explode. We'll see what I can do. <laughs> well, in some recent injury news, which there wasn't a lot that was notable, really. Um, it was Chase Edmonds with a... The old hammy. Luckily, Waylon had him in his starting lineup, so it gave me a little bit of a points lead this week. You hate to see it. <laughs> With our brief fantasy recaps, we had Mark upsetting Waylon for the upset of the week. <laughs> so I totally got this one right. Um, yeah, you guys, you-, you guys call that. I did not see it happening, but. That injury certainly. It was definitely in no matchups. Yeah. Mark had, I think we just factored in the Camara being out. This was before Drew Brees was designated for play. So, yeah, things just kept getting better for, for Mark at that point. Now that I'm actually looking at Mark's team, he had Daniel Jones on his bench for 30 he, spots. So, he had a 200 point week if he played his cards <laughs> correctly, which is pretty bonkers. Yeah, that that's looking pretty tasty. You know, I was actually thinking about this. I don't think he's the last team in the league anymore. And <laughs> I think you might you might I, I feel like I We're Nick starting with I, the hot takes real quick. Yeah, I <laughs> coming out hot. Definitely think Mark is not the bottom team and he is potentially a top 6 team right now. So Mark, I apologize, kinda, but you're not going to have Latavius Murray going off every week for 30 points, so you're going to have to deduct about a 30 point from that, so that's about 150. I could see you maybe putting up a 150 average. It's kind of interesting, but... It might be a tad high for my opinion, but certainly he's going to be in the at least 130 range average, I would say. Yeah, I think the at least a couple of years ago, the average for our league was about 120 was the number that you wanted to at least achieve every week. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how the new defensive scoring changes affect that, but it's pretty much if you can get about 125, 130, you have a. Well, it seems like it seems like the way the NFL is actually going is it's more pass heavy. So it seems like we are actually um scoring more as a league accumulatively uh so you know i i don't know how things go but let's get back to the fantasy recaps <laughs> evan edged over Derek, which i cannot recall which one we picked to win but i um was very very surprised evan won this i think evan's done a hell of a job running his team with all the horse shit he's had to deal with with injuries and people getting benched and Evan, I guess I'm just trying to say draft a better fucking team. Yeah. It's, it's easier said than done. And I feel, (laughs) I feel your pain, Evan. I will say, I don't, I love you, Evan. I don't know that this is going to be a regular occurrence. Cincinnati finally put some points up for him, and then uh, (laughs) he got benched. Evans, (laughs) Evans, Evans pulled a Godwin and, put up almost 200 yards so we'll see 
going forward what happens, but I, I suspect that might be a one-off. Yeah, I'm not too keen on Mike Evans consistently doing this. So I think this was a fluke. I watched this game quite a lot. My take from it was they didn't even cover him. Like yeah, they I think, just, I think they just let him now got to the point where people are starting to cover him as a number one, and it might actually open things up for well, Evans. No, a bit. no. So they were covering him, Ethan. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they just weren't trying to contest the ball. So oh, okay. I, I, so I don't know if it's Jameis placing the ball really well, which he had some really good throws, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Jameis, is, he's pretty good. I've always said he's pretty good. It's just, I don't know, Tampa Bay's never been able to put a whole package together, it seems like. but I've always liked him for fantasy, and it's one of the reasons why I kept him this year, because I thought his upside was better than James Connors, but that, that was a trade in the offseason that I did with Nick, and I had to kind of gauge what I wanted to do. But yeah, uh, sorry, Coop. You're oh, ninth place. The tilt continues. You're not far off from making the playoffs here. So I, I think, I think I, you have a good team still. Yeah, I expect Derek to make the playoffs. There's no way this continues the rest of the season. Well, I mean, we only have, what, Four, four, four more. After this? Four more weeks is plenty of weeks to get yourself to. I don't know about we, that. We let eight teams in. I mean, you can't. Say, that is true. That I is will true. Be, I will be shocked if Derek's in the bottom four. Well, maybe we need to have a discussion about that later in the episode. So next matchup is Ethan versus Matt. Ethan, would you care to kind of give us an inside look on the emotional side of being? three and five and the eighth place in our league. I got to tell you, Brian, this one, this one didn't feel too good. I let, (laughs) I let some salt out into the slack. I thought I had it. And I got the old left, right, one, two punch of Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin cook straight to the jaw. Well, I definitely didn't see a Ryan Danhill 18 points in (sighs) a bullshit Devin Singletary touchdown. Very frustrating. And Very so that was interesting. You got to give Matt some kudos for piecing together this. Uh, a win is a win is a win. Yeah. You know, what's going to be really interesting is whoever I go up against in the playoffs in the first round. And I bet it's one of one of these teams like Matt's maybe. I, I don't know if he'll technically fall that far, but I bet someone will upset me in the first round. It would Just, be. Just, just like the most heroic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) so moving on to Jake and Nick. Whoa! Wow, this was very interesting. Did you watch any of this Monday night game? I did not. I watched the entire thing. Let's just say Mason Rudolph is a code yikes. He did not look like a NFL quarterback out there. He looked like he mm, was right off a practice squad. I guess the only reason he had a good, decent week is because the Dolphins are floundering. And they did that. I'm, I'm sure you've heard a little bit of it by now because it's almost a meme at this point. It was like a third and 20. And they did an all-out blitz and man-to-man on the outside. He threw a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. Mm. It was pretty heavily criticized, that that defensive play call. I've been, I guess just me, I've been seeing all these posts about like, if anyone's ever played Madden, you know not to blitz on a third (laughs) and 20. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, there's all this speculation that they're like throwing games to to go on, you know, 0 and 16 or whatever. And I don't know if I quite buy that fully, but there's been some suspect moments well, for sure. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Flores came out and said, Ryan Fitzpatrick gives us the best chance to win. So I I don't know how much you know about like body language or anything of that nature, but that man has zero fucks to give on the football field. When that kind of happens, it puts you in this mindset of like, does he know? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does that he's out there to lose games. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I don't 
my sense is with Fitzpatrick that he is like just insanely competitive, and I I I have to imagine he hates what's going. I mean, I think he likes to play. I think he he always wants to play football, but yeah. Oh, ah. Uh, you think they got like a little under the table deal going on? Like, hey, let's see how many games you can lose for us, and we'll toss you a five hundred thousand dollar bonus or something. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> like things, like things contract bonuses, in like incentives <laughs> for losing. Oh man, that would be really funny if something like that would be tweeted out. Well, anyway, Nick, uh, congratulations on blowing Jake's asshole out of the water. Uh, I mean, yeah. Shout out Nick, first of all. That's his first real big week, right? He's had yeah, some yeah. ones, but he really popped off this week. So Tevin well, certainly helped. He also wasn't starting a quarterback. Hmm. So he was starting Julian Edelman, which was really interesting. And, you know, whatever works, works, you know. No one's here to defend Mariota now. <laughs> yeah, um, that's for sure, because I do not like him. So <laughs> moving on, Dylan versus Taylor. Can I just say congratulations, Dylan, on finally hitting the century mark? <laughs> oof. Oof, oof, indeed. Uh he actually beat the century mark. He was 100.8. So he was 100.8. So, you know, fantastic progress. You know what? Moving on up. Progress yeah, is progress. Yeah, yeah. And so, Taylor, congratulations on knocking out the worst team in the league. You move to 11th to 10th. So I believe in you. Gardner Menchu Madness is happening, baby. And it's going to keep going. Let's yeah, hope. I'm, I'm happy for you, Taylor. I'm glad that Cooper scored all those points for you and not Brian. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty disappointing. Um, you know, I just didn't. I wanted to get away from the Rams' offense. I understand that. I kind of felt the same way. But I, when I was looking at when I first traded you, Cooper. I looked at this week and I was like, oh my God, they're going to score so many points. And well, I thought that was going to happen for Atlanta and it didn't happen. And then next thing you know, I'm like, what's, what's going on? Are they like transitioning to actually giving girly work or what's going on? I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It, it's a little, I mean, I've been on this roller coaster for about a year and a half now because I have golf as my keeper. So I've been kind of plugged in. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Goff is uh, Jekyll and Hyde, man. Sometimes he looks pretty good, and sometimes he looks pretty trash. I think a little bit of it is defenses are really kind of adjusting to Sean McVay's look on offense. Yeah. And I think also it doesn't help the offense at all that Todd Gurley is not the MVP Todd Gurley that we have known to love. Yeah, it changes the the dynamic of their offense in a big way, and it really puts, puts a lot everything. more pressure on Goff and yeah, he on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. what really kind of sucks for the Rams—they paid both of those guys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. They're not really looking like they're going to get a good return on it. But you know, that's pretty much the reason why NFL teams do not do that. Yep. Fantasy recaps for Week Eight. So moving on to the superlatives of the week, we have Mark being points champion, which is absolutely crazy. I don't remember how many times he's done this. This is the second time. Okay, so he beat me by like 0.6 points one week. Mark can totally put up a great week, and we never know which week it's going to be. But congratulations, Mark! You got 180 this week, and you're the points champion. I feel like Mark this season is like Mark's normal season, but on steroids. Like he always used to do this <laughs> where he would pop off for a bunch, except now he's doing it more often and he's scoring even more. And it's, I don't like it. Very, very interesting. And I think a little bit of it has to do with Daniel Jones, Marvin Joneses, and the other Joneses. And I just draft Joneses. And yeah, apparently yeah. they put up some decent points. He has so many team name options available. I guess I can't talk too much shit on that front, but yeah, your team is super bad. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> so our points loser is Dylan at 100. Dylan, you might be a points loser altogether, but you know you're the points leader in my heart. Mine as well. <laughs> so we kind of, I kind of changed this segment or the superlative, and I'm going to call it the bench bomb. And it's going to be where someone goes off on someone's bench and they should have started them and they didn't. So what's really funny about this is last week, Waylon started David Montgomery over Chase Edmonds bench bomb. And then this week he started Chase Edmonds over David Montgomery's bench bomb. So I thought that was actually really hilarious. And <laughs> we've all been there. It seems like um just sucks, man. You know, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to have that problem because yeah. those it's, players. It's I mean, usually I will say it's usually a wide receiver problem. It's it's not so often that it's a running back problem. But Waylon, you, you did it. I'm I'm really impressed. <laughs> you did it, Waylon. So our overachiever of the week was 0.3 different and very, very crazy. So the, the actual legitimate overachiever of the week was Mark at 40.3 points. And then the very, very close runner-up was Evan at 40 points. So I wanted to mention both of them because it was within a point. But, oh, man, a lot of scoring this week. Yeah, interesting week because you and Waylon are far and away points leaders and neither of you had great weeks, but there was still just a ton of points went up. It's a very interesting week. Yeah. Ethan, let's look forward to week nine matchups. And first game on the docket is you versus Mark. And... I would say four or five weeks ago, this would have been the toilet bowl. Now, looks like you went up, and then now Mark's going up. So it kind of is like your situations have changed a bit. Yeah. So what? how do you feel about this? Uh, not great. This is not a great week for me. You can't put up 180 points two weeks in a row either. Come I, on, man. Yeah, I'm going to need my boy Brissett to really show up. Yeah, uh, Jacoby really needs to we put gotta up s- at least 20 for you. We got to see if Pittsburgh's defense is actually the real deal or not. Uh, hopefully it's not. Otherwise, I am in a pick-pick-pickle because I don't have... I'm I'm trying to store Hashkins, and he may start, but I don't even think I can... I don't think I can start Haskins even if he starts. I don't know. We'll see. So it's, it'll be a decision. But uh, a, basically, my overall is not feeling that good about this week. But maybe I can. I do have some players, so you know, maybe Fournette will actually score a touchdown. You never know. So I'm kind of looking right here at your team. I didn't realize Jared Goff was on a bye, and yeah. if. I don't know if you want the nickel and brime uh, stamp of approval, but for your team, I would start Haskins if he comes out as the lead quarterback. Yeah, I, I think I know so it's going to be rough against Buffalo, but man, you have Demarius Thomas in your OP slot, which is real rough. I mean, it's almost as bad as starting Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy on week one, but it's it's a rough it's a rough week for me. I don't really see me winning, but then again, you know, Mark is either 180 or 90, so you never know. I'm you, your team's looking pretty rough. It, I'm definitely going to pick Mark this week to beat you. Maybe you need to make a trade or two. I think I do. I was like feeling pretty decent about my team, and then I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because Greg Olson is just not performing like at all, and then I'm having to choose between starting three Colts or I don't know. And I obviously have had a running back woes from day one. Uh, yeah, you need to get rid of Olson. He has really been a pain in your side. It looks like here. Yeah. Um. So 
Waylon had messaged me earlier about a trade with you, and I guess he uh, kept reminding me how long it's been since you had responded to him. So oh, okay, I don't know if that is factually accurate. Let me let me take a little gander. Because I a... have I have uh, approached Waylon, and he thought my offers were trash and didn't really engage too much. Oh, I've got one message from him today. <laughs> well, I oh, think... you know why is because he offered me a trade without prefacing it with any messages, and I don't check my app enough to know that sort of stuff. So, so here's here we go. Let's do some live, yeah, live, live, live reaction to the trade proposal from Waylon, which was a one for one Fournette for Russell Wilson. Ooh, so that he <sighs> is interesting. So he sent me this offer before sending it to you or wherever, but I told him that you would not accept this, but it's a good offer. I honestly think Russell Wilson is a fantastic quarterback rest of the season. I'm not entirely sure if you should accept it because you're starting Frank Gore already with potentially Tariq Cohen or Peyton Barber. Yeah. So I think what you need to kind of figure out is if you can weather the storm with you know Demarius Thomas or if you should actually get a quarterback in there but definitely Leonard Fournette is a fantastic running back and I actually want him as well so I was thinking about floating you a trade as well um, I don't know if you had seen on Slack, I was looking for a running back ever since Kamara's been out the last two weeks. So I, I haven't really figured out a good way to kind of get a running back from somebody. But we can kind of yeah. talk more about trading. I do like I do like Fournette. I think it'll be, yeah, I think the decision I'll have to make is, am I, when I, if I look at myself at three and six, what do I feel like my playoff chances are? And if I feel like I just, I really probably won't make it if I lose this week, then I might be more open to a trade. But yeah, obviously Fournette is my, if I don't have Fournette, my running back situation goes from like pretty bad to back to beginning of the season. What is even, is this even a fantasy team? I can tell you one thing just real quick. Um, some Some good looking keepers would be, Haskins, Jacoby Brissett, and you know you can always pair that Haskins with a good old Terry McLaurin. Mm, so, scary Terry, yeah, Scary <laughs> Terry's in his prime, baby. <laughs> Going forward, sounds like you're a little interested in that trade though with Waylon. I think I think you're right that it's a good value. Like if it's a good value trade, I think actually Russell Wilson will probably outscore Fournette rest of the way, but. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to think on it. We'll keep everyone in suspense. Well, I'm sure they love suspense. So going forward, I think we said that you are the favored one to lose. I think um, that's correct, yeah. <laughs> Sadly. And then we got Evan versus Luke, which I think if I had to take a quick guess, looking by the matchups, I'm gonna have to give the edge to Luke, and I'm that's gonna, I'm gonna agree. I think, and I think that this that comes along with him starting Deontay Johnson in his OP slot. Evan, things and are rough in our OP slots this week. There's been a ton of quarterback injuries this year, which has really kind of put some people in some tight spots. It has been feast or famine in this league this year. I've never seen anything quite like it. We were talking about that earlier with the whole quarterback situation, everyone waiting on quarterback. I really think next year, no one's going to really wait on quarterback. I think we'll try to crawl back up to the old one, three rounds. Most of them will be gone by then instead of this trickle one to round six kind of drafting that we saw a lot of this year. Yeah, I'm never going to try and predict our drafts because it's a mix of people that know a lot and really follow fantasy and people that don't. And so <laughs> it just becomes a crapshoot and like halfway through round one. So 
I definitely could see the potential here for Evan to win, though. There's some rough buys on actually both sides, but I will say that Joe Mixon and Andy Dalton being on buy forces Evan to not start a bangle, which could play in his favor. I was kind of more or less talking about the whole Kyler Murray versus San Francisco and then Chris Carson against Tampa Bay. Those two guys are kind of their his big scorers. And I think Allen Robinson and Mitchell Trubisky, I think that game stack is a really good idea. He has some bad matchups, and he has some good ones. Here's my take on this matchup. Whoever has one player go off will win this matchup. Because <laughs> it's looking like it might be a low-scoring affair. Well, see, there's a couple shootout games here, which is Chicago and Philly could be a shootout. Mm. I, I definitely think Tampa Bay and the Seahawks will be a shootout. Yeah, I agree there. So they both have a good mix of those players. Yeah, maybe maybe Trubisky will actually show up. I, as a Bears fan, am pretty pessimistic on that front. But I used to never, be a Bears fan, but I am now a Chiefs fan because the Chiefs don't have Mitchell Trubisky. That's fair. <laughs> well, anyway, I think... Luke is going to edge out Evan this week. What do you feel like? I'm going to, for the second matchup in a row, agree that I think Luke is going <laughs> to take this one. And I will predict a rather low-scoring affair. I don't think either one of them is going to break 120. I don't know how much you want to spend on this next one with Dylan versus Matt. I think Dylan has some pretty okay matchups, but his team is just uh, full of question marks, literally. Luckily for him... His opponent, Matt, also has a team full of question marks. Yeah, I think Matt wins this on the strength of his running backs once again. Uh, I think so as well. And also, he actually has some pretty good matchups with Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill. I, I just like his team overall more than Dylan's at this point. So I guess we'll just both chalk it up to Matt beating Dylan. AK, the worst team in the league. <sighs> Sorry, Dylan. I'm not sorry, Dylan. <laughs> so the next one is Jake versus Derek. And these guys are kind of neck and neck being three and five. And this is a big week for sure for both these guys. I think this is a big week for basically a lot of people. I mean, it's and a big week for me, and that's why I'm a little worried. But these guys, either one of them, you know, you don't want to be in that that bubble spot at the end of the season, and a win here would put either one of these teams in a much better position to make the playoffs. So, I honestly don't know who to pick because each team has some really fantastic matchups. Yeah, I I literally don't know, man. If if I had to pick, I would say Derek wins this, but. Man, Sam Darnold probably won't see ghosts against the Dolphins. Yeah. My one, I was going to say, I was thinking Darnold's going to pop off, and he probably will. But Miami's actually so bad that I could see them going up fairly big early and just kind of running the ball. So, but I, ah, yeah, this is a tough one. It's going to be close. You know what I'm going to say? And I'm going to hope that I'm wrong. I'm going to say Jake's going to win it. And the only reason I'm saying that is because Derek is hitting one of the roughest stretches of bad luck in fantasy of all time in this league. I, I can't off the top of my head think of anything that's happened. He's he's made some trade, made the trade for the number one QB in the league hurt immediately after the trade. That's pretty brutal right there. He's lost some real heartbreakers. I think he's on a four game losing streak. Yeah. I remember him coming onto the podcast and I had the pleasure of talking to him about all of his losses. So that was a fantastic moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i worried that the tilt will carry on for one more week. And maybe my prediction of him not making the playoffs was a little bold, but I I don't know. I Maybe it's, this, is a, this is another must-win week. I, I think that he's probably on mega tilt after losing to Evan, who he was pretty confident he'd beat, and then Evan just had a pretty pretty standout week and you know fantasy be like that but i'm actually really know. enjoying this whole Derek's on tilt because last year he got third place 
So I think it's just uh, regressed to the natural mean. It's pretty funny because I actually think he, for a little while, his team this year was better than it was last year. Yeah, yeah. See, but he's well, performing worse. And I'm like, if that is not the most fantasy football thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you just, you don't know, you know? You just, you don't know who's going to get hurt every week. You don't know who's going to actually perform every week. And oh man, his sit starts. Oh my gosh, his sit starts. Yeah, he's put up probably over 200 points on his bench just it's, on starters alone, just yeah. on goofs. So are but, we split are we split on this one? I'm going coop on this one. All right, I'm going Jake. But it's going to be close. I just think the the shootout potential for Kirk Cousins and Rodgers and then he has a yeah. little bit of DK Metcalf in there and then he has the old Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like Derek's team. I mean, it's not not a bad team. No, but I understand, man. If if you want to go Jake and root for that 11th spot team, I mean, Jake, <laughs> Jake has a fantastic-looking team right now. It's just I like Derek's team just a little hair of a bit more than Jake's team this week. So then we got the matchup of the week, which is <laughs> myself versus Nick. Oh, man. This was this is gonna be an interesting week because Nick just came off a a fantastic week himself, and I'm struggling to put together some starting running backs. So you have managed to wipe out one of the best teams. The, your <laughs> your lineup in week one looked ungodly, and your lineup right now it's good, but it isn't. It is by no means an 8-0 lineup. I definitely think a lot of uh, luck has came to me with the matchups every week. Uh, I believe, I don't, know, I don't know if you saw it, but Waylon said something to the extent in Slack about how I have the lowest points against and the differences between Waylon's points against and my points against is like three to 400 points, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's pretty so, silly. Um, I definitely have gotten a pretty cake schedule, but it's hard to say. You know what? Actually, just reminded me of this app or tool that I saw where you can go to this website. You could look at your team on someone else's schedule and see how your record would turn out if you were their team. Interesting. Maybe potentially I will take a look at that and show all of you motherfuckers that I would still be 8-0. Definitely, <laughs> if I had played Nick last week, I definitely would not be 8-0. So I'm kind of hoping that Nick will not put up another fantastic week. I'm also going to trust that Frank Reich is going to shit on the Steelers because he's not a bad coach and feel like the Steelers are scooting with scooting by with these wins, these terrible wins. Dak Prescott could be fantastic. Tevin Coleman, I mean, dude almost scored 40 points last week. I don't think he'll do it again, but we never know. I think Brita and um, Mostert are going to be back in the lineup, so they'll probably spread the ball around there. Uh, Julian Edelman, never count that guy out. George Kittle, that's a cozy matchup against the Cardinals. For mine, ah, man... I, I'm really happy with the Jameis Godwin stack. I think that's going to be fantastic. I'm worried about Ty Johnson. I was contemplating on starting somebody else. That's probably been my worst pickup, waiver wire pickup of the year. He really did not pan out, and I wasted a lot of fab on him. Yeah, and then I, I laughed a little because I, when I saw that you got him for 21, and I assumed, like I think you did, that he was going to be kind of the bell cow and get most of the carries in Detroit. I was like, man, I can't believe I, I know I'm starting Frank Gore. What am I doing here? And then that happened and I felt a little better. Well, my thought process, and this might be a little too much information to give out to everybody because it's a little bit of a competitive advantage, but you know, whatever. I try to go for the pass catchers. Oh, for sure. They typically, uh, catching a pass is more points than a rush. That's where I kind of stand on running backs. Ever since they cut CJ Anderson, I thought Ty Johnson was going to kind of be the Theo Riddick on the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Theo Riddick enjoyed 
quite a few fantasy starts, start startable weeks, really. And so that's kind of my plan for him. And that's why throughout the year I had picked him up and dropped him, you know, picked him up and dropped him. So I actually believe in Ty Johnson and his talent. He's an explosive running back. So I'm actually really happy to have him. I just, I feel like I need to sit him this week to see what I actually got in him. It doesn't really give you a lot of confidence when they promote a practice squad running back and they give him the starting carries. Yeah. That, um, I, I had to assume something was going on there, whether it was something they saw in practice or what, I don't know, but. That was bizarre to me. Something that I didn't really touch on was the um, trade I made with Cooper with Calvin Ridley for Ronald Jones. Basically, the thought there is I need a running back now. I think Ronald Jones potentially might take over that backfield this week. And that's what I'm kind of hoping. He was very heavily targeted. So I'm kind of hoping that I'm going to get a little bit of a combined effort, what Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones got sharing points wise. And I hope it all just grows on the Ronald Jones this week. I'm kind of stacking the whole Tampa Bay Seahawks game because I think that's the highest point total of the week. I'm hoping that kind of trumps everything. Hopkins, there's not much else to say about him. He's a stud. I think he'll get his targets like he always does. Tyler Lockett, like I was saying, game stack. Mark Andrews, that's going to be pretty rough against New England, but they got to throw it to somebody. He's the leader in targets on the Baltimore Ravens. Carson Wentz, saw a report saying that Deshaun Deshaun Jackson is starting to practice again. So that's fantastic news for Carson Wentz's fantasy value. I'm actually very excited for Carson Wentz. I've been trying to trade him. I don't really want to, really, but his his well, see the thing is is his last If I could distill Brian's fantasy perspective into one sentence, it's like I've been trying to trade him. I don't really <laughs> want to. I mean the it's the upside, my dude. From week 12 to 16, he has a fantastic schedule. Not Can not, you hold on to him till week 12 is the real question. Well, it's not that can I, it's more of will the league not trade me? or Because <laughs> no one wants to trade me right Brian now. Brian is a slave to the whims of the league, you know? And if the trades come in, what can you do? You can't just decline. Exactly. I'm I'm like water, you know. I just flow with the league. And that's I feel like that's kind of how I win. I try to I don't keep the same players. You know, obviously m- my opinions change, the situations change. I'm very fluid on on how I value players and I know a lot of people aren't like that. You know, they're very, this is how much he costs and this is how much he costs. But I have my own interesting ways of thinking about players' values like everybody does. So it's it's always interesting trading with, I don't actually trade, like the folks, that, I don't trade nearly as much as some folks in the league. And I don't trade, I'm not like the adventurous person who's going to go out and like seek a trade. So uh-huh. I very, if people, if other people aren't trading, I very rarely trade with them. So like I've never traded Mark. I don't think I've ever traded like Matt or like, you know, all these players that don't trade. I've definitely never traded Luke. Like I definitely, so most of my think, trades are with like the folks that are wheeling and dealing all the time. I definitely think um, coming, I think you're pretty much the best person for this actual discussion because I think out of everybody in the league this year, you have taken full advantage of all of my trades and they have really worked out for you. Yeah. I think my, other than my trade with Jake, notwithstanding, I definitely have won all my trades. My trade with Jake is still kind of up in the air hilariously because I added Jamal Williams at the end, which was apparently really stupid because he scored a touchdown every single week, but it was a little silly trade other than that trade. And I mean, I, I did get Hilton, who I know people are kind of like, eh, but I actually trust in Brissett a little bit more than most people, I think, and I think he'll find Hilton. Well, that's what I was anyway. kind of saying, is I definitely think Brissett is a, 
you know, he's a round 18th starter or a keeper. So, you know, he they did give him an, a two-year extension. I definitely think, you know, you, you got a pretty decent team for next year, keeper-wise. So it'll be interesting to kind of see where we go from there. Moving on to the final matchup of the week it is Waylon versus Taylor. I'm definitely going to give this one to Waylon. Yep. And it's nothing against Taylor. I just don't see a world where she can overcome Waylon. We're in yet another fantasy season where nearing the end of the season, Waylon's team looks just incredible. I th- I definitely think Devontae Adams does not play this week, so we can kind of pencil in whatever trash he throws in there. I don't um, think it matters. Yeah, I don't think it really matters either. I will be presently surprised if he lo- actually loses another game. That's all of our fantasy matchups, dude. I guess we didn't one? we didn't do a prediction for you and Nick. Oh, uh, I thought it was obvious that I would win. Yeah, very clearly, <laughs> very very clearly, I will be picking Nick. Oh, okay. I think that Seattle Tampa Bay game they might score you know a few touchdowns on either side, but I'm not seeing a 55-50 game. And I think that's going to hinder your well, week. Well, I definitely think you're wrong, but that's okay. I'll allow you to be wrong. I'm definitely picking myself to go 9-0, hopefully. More importantly, I want to keep Waylon second place in points lead. So That's going to be your real test, I think, because I have a feeling Waylon's about to pop off. Yeah, I, I've kind of predicted that for the past couple weeks. He did pass me, but then I uh, took him back over this week or yeah, last week. Rough, so you have a rough week last week. So yeah, I'm pretty much enjoying it right now. You know, being on on the top of the points lead board. I mean, you've basically locked up the number one. I mean, how? Well, we got four weeks left, so literally, you'd have to lose out, and Wayland would have to win out for you to right. lose the number one seed. That's just disgusting. So I also. We did not do an upset of the week. Mm. Um, I don't really see much. I mean, outside of myself and Waylon. It's an interesting week where most folks that are playing have similar records, so it's hard to say who's an upset. I guess if I had to pick an upset of the week, I'd yeah. give it to Dylan because I always feel like <sighs> Dylan's team, obviously not great, but I don't feel like it's as bad as it performs. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. But I feel like there's players there, but somehow every week he just struggles to hit 100. So I don't know. But if I had to pick an upset, maybe Dylan can put something together and Christian McCaffrey will fall in a hole. I don't know. I really don't think Dylan has a chance to upset Matt this week. Matt's matchups are just too good. I definitely think you potentially could upset Mark. I'm going to call that an upset because he is fifth and you are eighth. Any is also projected for higher points than you. So I definitely think that you yeah, I'm definitely switching to me as well. Upset, Mark. I don't have that victim mentality, so I didn't think of myself as an underdog. But <laughs> now that you now that you mention it, and then I would definitely say that Evan could upset Luke, but they are seven to six. That's not truly an upset, but I feel like Evan is. Every week, Evan is an underdog. I'm rooting for Evan this week, but I believe we picked Luke to win. Yep, we did. If I have to plant my flag, I'm going to say Evan beats Luke this week uh, as the upset of the week. I don't know if... Would it be considered an upset if I beat Nick? Because he's projected for... No, that's not enough. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Well, that is the preview fantasy matchups for this weekend and i hope everyone has a fantastic weekend and the best of luck to everyone and their games i hope none of your players get injured except for Wayland. so i get points lead we have our fantastic guest star here ethan and i wanted to do a little bit of interviewing with you on a personal level for just the listeners to kind of hear your you know background your commitment to the league and uh just kind of your point of view i guess basically sure so the first question is do you do any draft prep at all let me just take you inside the the lab (laughs) the answer is the answer is no (laughs) and it might shock you to hear that coming from someone who drafted a player that was on a contract holdout in the second round i always am like i i gotta do like at least some cursory 
checking to see like what players people are talking about. Da, 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 da. I love football, but if it's not football season, I have a very hard time getting into like the swing of things. And then by week two, you know, I'm ready and I'm like, gosh dang it, I wish I would have done research. But I think my draft was actually so bad this year that it will spur me to do a little bit of research next year so that I don't draft a quarterback who I guess you cannot see the retirement coming, but obviously a brutal brutal draft this year. And I honestly don't think you part of it that was hard on yourself because I did okay. Yeah. I will say, yeah. Post round two, things weren't as grim, but when you lose your one I mean when you're one and two draft picks score you zero points over the course of the season you're gonna have a bad time and when your draft pick retires you're gonna have a bad time what are you gonna do (laughs) i hope you're having a great time in europe or whatever and you luck i thought that question was really interesting because i personally know your draft prep because two years ago waylon and i had came over to your house (laughs) did the ford house draft that's right we're gonna have to get that going again now that i'm back yeah well, potentially we might do an in-person one again. I don't know. I think the only reason we did the in-person one was because of the old Mickey celebration party. Yeah. Hopefully we do another in-person draft, but it's also, I would understand. You know, it's also why uh, we drafted early, and so I'm sure Mickey's looking down smiling, knowing that he really fucked me on Andrew Luck. <laughs> I can guarantee you that if we do not draft in person, it, no one's going to... I can definitely tell you no one's going to care if we do not draft in person after that ham job affair that I had in the um, bar at Murphy's. So I got pretty sloshed during that draft, and um, I probably would get that sloshed again. So just keep that in mind for everybody next time we have a in-person draft. I'll just have to make sure the, the booze is supplied at the next Ford House draft. <laughs> so the next one, is, the next question is, has this season gone how you expect? So I've been playing fantasy. I guess technically I was not in the first year of the league because apparently there was a some nonsense about a Yahoo league, but I don't count that. I think that is just baloney. So I, I think of myself as a founding member of this fantasy league. So I've been doing it for a minute. I think this is like 13 or 14 seasons. So I, at this point, I recognize that there's really no way to predict how a season's going to go. That being said, no, this season has not gone how I expected. I was really sure that it was going to be maybe my first season ever where I was literally just the cellar dweller all season long. I thought yeah. I had no shot. And then I just started scoring 130, 170, 140. And I was like, wait a minute. We've got some magic in the Cooper Cup. <laughs> and maybe I can maybe I can make some moves and see what happens. And I think I made a couple pretty decent trades. I thought that getting Fournette was pretty good, obviously. And now I'm kind of a mid pack player, although this this at the moment I'm I'm feeling a little skittish. I might be in the lower lower eight nine bubble range. But the fact that I'm, you know, in playoff contention at all, I'm I feel pretty good. Uh I was really worried that it was going to be a, just a disaster. And then I was going to, I've never had a season where I wasn't at least in the running for playoffs late in the season. And so I've always been engaged the whole year. And I was really worried that if I went like, Oh five, Oh six, that I was going to, you know, lose some motivation, but that has not been the case. So I guess the season has gone better than I expected. For I'm sure. really glad that you haven't lost any motivation or will to move on. I remember Nick and I were talking, I think week two about just kind of give up Ethan. I'm really happy and actually pleasantly surprised how well your actual season has gone so far. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand into kind of your slinging deals that I've been handing out. I definitely think trading with me has definitely benefited your team as well as just your pickups and your actual draft and i think you've done a pretty good job as a manager and for this year specifically and i'm really rooting for you man i feel pretty good about the moves i've made i think that had i had a better team to start with i would be in a much i mean i think i'd be top four for sure i think i think you and waylon had such good teams that it was going to be hard for the rest of us to compete really um, and that's kind of been borne out throughout the season. But 
you know, playoffs, anything can happen. Look at what happened last year with Derek exactly. So exactly. I, I just got to get in. I just got to get into that bracket, and it gives me a, a shooting chance. So, Well, I definitely think that you have exceeded my expectations of your team. I hope that you have felt like you have exceeded your expectations of the team as well. I'm definitely in your corner and rooting for you. I had you ranked, I think it was fourth or third on our power rankings. Nick always made excuses about how you're such a low team, and I actually believe in your team. So, did I actually pick you to win? I feel like this week. Yeah, I feel like all all this building up, I need to like pick you this week now. I I think we both picked more. No, I'm but you're, of, you're on upset alert. He's on upset alert. He is on upset alert. Yeah, he is. Watch All right, so I'm not. So you're not in total desolate. Okay. So <laughs> let's get back to these questions. <laughs> what has been your biggest surprise, good or bad? So I think player wise, the biggest surprise was Cut being like top at five wide receiver at this point. I was hoping he was I mean he had a pretty decent season last year until he had that terrible injury and then I thought you know he's maybe injury prone but he had a lot of upside because Goff really likes to throw to him so I drafted him I, I don't know I don't know what round but fairly early Four. yeah and that was a little bit of risk but it really paid off and I think that's has a lot to do with you know, why my season has gone the way it's gone. He's had some really bonkers weeks. I traded him to you for Fournette because I felt like um, the rest of his sketch, well, for a couple of reasons. One, Goff is an interesting quarterback to have because you'll see a matchup and you'll think, oh, this is cake. I mean, you know, yeah. it's the Rams offense, they're going to really blow him out. And, you know, that's the week they decide to commit to the run or Goff just has an off week. He has, there's weeks where he'll have like a 50 or lower percent uh, completion percentage and even this last week when he threw like 220 yards a cup he completed like 63 percent of his passes he throws a lot of incompletions so i was a little bit worried about that but i thought you know when i traded him away i thought he's got a there were some pretty tough matchups in the future obviously the buy was coming um and i really i mean obviously just desperately needed a running back at the time so, so- I'm with you with the Cooper Cup, but uh, I wasn't specifically talking about your team in general. I was just kind of talking about just the NFL surprise, um, kind of like just fantasy surprise in general. But now that we're actually on your team, I def- I'm i actually really, really surprised that you did not say Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, so I was going to kind of uh, fit that into the bad surprise, which is a pretty obvious one for me that literally before the season started my first you know draft pick for a quarterback retired so that's a pretty bad surprise uh that being said obviously the trade for Merced really worked out uh in a big way for me well i had told nick on this podcast you know i i had talked a little bit about that trade specifically and i told him that you know i didn't know if i really wanted to make that trade because he would be an 18th round keeper and I'm not so sure he's that bad. And I think so, he's better. So. I I've been listening, you know, I, I don't follow the NFL as closely as uh, you or Nick, but I do like when I, when my players, I definitely follow them. And so I've been, you know, listening to some folks and talking about Brissett and I, there's a lot of this, Oh, he's doing, you know, wow. Stepping in for luck and what a great job he's doing it under the circumstances. I'm like, you know, he's not, he's better than most starting QBs in this league. You know, there's like obviously the elite, but he's just He's off. better than replacement level. Yes. Yeah. And and that's why I think they decided to trade for him and they decided to kind of groom him into a, you know, starter. And he came from New England, so... I can just, you know, and I can see him getting even better and better. He's got legs under him. He can move in the pocket really well. I, I can see him getting better and better over the next couple of years too, providing he avoids, you know, serious injury and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that trade obviously was a little bit of a, a pity trade on your part, <laughs> but also you were hoping to, to, to get a, a another RB one out of Gordon, which right. have, turns out wouldn't have uh, really helped in the long run anyway, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Hindsight, you want that trade. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, I also got Freeman, which we don't talk about, but he's, 
not great, you know, oh, but he, he's been a he's been an eight to eleven point scorer almost every yeah. single week. And for a team like mine that is literally desperate for running backs, he's been kind of a godsend to just kind of plug in and be like, all right, he's going to score me eight to ten points, so <laughs> I get what I can get. I really need to start settling into players, and I just I saw him play week one, and he looked awful, and I I was just like, there's no way. He's gonna beat out uh, Philip Lindsay this year, and I was I was really hoping that they would go to like a more like a Camara to you know Mark Ingram type of thing in Denver, and it's kind of happening really. Um, and Denver's running back situation is very bizarre. Like I would normally say, yeah, it is, and Royce gets much more receptions, which actually is weird if you think yeah. about it. Like you'd think that Royce would be, you know, the well, Ingram he's getting all the but red zone looks now. Now he's getting forward. all the red zone looks in the last yeah. two weeks, so it's really weird. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Told Nick multiple times that I need that I don't want anything to do with those running backs. I'm glad I traded him off, but I'm really happy that he's been really good for you. So, next question: Do you actually enjoy being the underdog that everyone roots for in this league? Because it's between you and and Evan. Yes, I do enjoy being the underdog. Because <laughs> I, I like it when everyone likes me, and everybody likes me because they're not threatened. You know? <laughs> but they're always cheering for me, and it feels good. Yeah, I definitely find myself cheering for you a lot, as well as Evan. I actually found myself cheering for Cooper uh, more often than not. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy rooting for you guys, even though you know we're in the same league. I'm always I know I, I kind of always seem like the winner, the bad guy, and everything, but I actually do enjoy seeing you guys win and being more competitive. And it's just good for our league that everyone's struggling because they need to make moves and it puts pressure on people and it makes it for a for a more fun time. Yeah, I'm actually really glad. The last two years, if you think about the winners, Luke and Jake, that's not the teams you would have thought would have won either of those years. And I think it's been really good for the league to have, like, you know, for a while there, you and Matt were just just wrecking. Yep. And it was getting a little depressing. So I'm glad that we've got some uh, some other shakeups. Well, let's not, let's not, uh, I'm still wrecking. I mean, the regular just, season, I'm not winning. Certain, there are certain teams in the regular season that pretty much always perform. And I would say that you, Waylon, and Matt are at the top of that list. Um, but in the playoffs, I, it's such a volatile, with eight teams, it's so volatile. And right. I kind of like that because it keeps everyone kind of engaged in the season because it's very, usually only one and maybe two at the end of the season, teams are completely out of it. And so then everyone's still fighting hard. Um, obviously that's created weird incentives for some trades that Dylan is a huge fan of, but everyone else hates. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been pretty much first, second or last. So there's not really much in between for me. I've been runner up a lot lately. I just, I just gotten a little unlucky in the final ship, but my last question for you, Ethan is, am I permanently our league's villain? It's a definitive yes. There's no question. <laughs> There's no question in this. Normally, it would be Waylon. Waylon is vicious. You know, he is hard to trade with. When he trades, he almost always seems to win somehow. He dominates the regular season. I don't know how many times he's been points champ, but he's so nice, and you can't have a nice villain. So it's got to fall to somebody else. And Brian, you fit the bill. <laughs> Your first championship was with a losing season, which, come on. <laughs> and you've gone on to just pester and annoy the league so much in the, re in the remainder of that time. And then not only do you do that, then you then win a bunch of games, which is just unforgivable. So, <laughs> Well, I definitely think that I'm a nice guy, but I definitely see your viewpoint where, you know, I do, I wouldn't say pester. I would say I uh, connect, you know, with my fellow league mates more often than some of the others. Mm. Well, I would say pester. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, not, not really. I want to just shout out 
Taylor. Me and Taylor have been in the league for a real long time. Neither one of us have ever won. And it doesn't look great this year, but it's going to happen, Taylor. One of us is going <laughs> to win. And then that will leave the other one to be a very lonely, lonely loser. But we don't have to think about that right now. All we have to think about is one of us eventually winning this league. Jake, you used to be part of this group, but <laughs> winners aren't allowed. I let him uh, win. <laughs> I think Evan is technically part of this group too. I should shout out Evan. He hasn't been in the league as long, but he's get it's been long enough now that you're definitely in the club, Evan. Well, I definitely think Taylor is sipping on that Minshew Kool-Aid. It I'm is really hoping actually that she, insane that she's never won it. Yeah, she's she's had some much. really good teams year after year, and somehow I just. She's had some brutal upsets in the in the playoffs, and yeah, yep. it's definitely a disappointing thing that she has never won. And she's always uh, really she really goes deep into the playoff season, and as always, she's always potentially the points lead. You know, she's always up there contesting it. But this year has been a little bit of a down year. She drafted Todd Gurley, and that's kind of been one of the big reasons why I, I feel like but anyway man uh thanks for coming on i just wanted to let everyone know that uh thank you for listening i'm gonna continue doing the podcast till the end of the season after that i'll reassess podcast maybe rebrand it i don't know yet that's uh coming down the pipeline thanks all for listening and thank you ethan for your time yeah thanks for having me on it was fun have a great weekend guys Bye-bye. The, the coverage they're playing, is there anything you guys can do as an offense to manufacture more opportunities for you to try to try them downfield, or was that kind of the only two or three opportunities you had in the game? Uh, I mean, you know what coverage they're playing? The Nickel and Brime Package Podcast. 